You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to The Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about being a power couple financially. And for the single listeners out there, this information will apply to you too. I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, Kanae Corder. Let me tell you all about her. She is a best-selling author, international speaker, and a psychotherapist. She has worked in the entertainment and financial services industry, and today she leads Presidential Lifestyle. It's a wellness company focused on wealth in all of its forms. The company's mission is to help couples become a winning team in love, life, and money. Their powerful community is called Prosperity Club. She also hosts a podcast called Prosperity Report Love and Money. While others focus on what's going wrong in a marriage, she focuses on what's going well. Welcome, Kanae. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction? I have nothing to add. You did a great job. Just let's leave it right there. I don't want to mess that up. We're super excited to tap into your insight all about money and couples and all sorts of stuff. So first of all, congratulations on getting selected to speak at FinCon. That is a really hard ticket to land at speaking. How did you pull that off? Well, I'm sort of like Forrest Gump in a way. Like I, I don't even know when things are difficult or hard. So I just like put the energy out there and then I end up with it. So I had no idea, but a friend of mine who spoke at FinCon a year before she told me about it said, you need to be on that stage. Just go ahead and, and introduce yourself and see if, you know, what you have is what they want. And I did. And so PT asked me to speak the first year that I was 16 and then again in 17. Well, that's really, really cool. Pat Flynn was on my podcast. I know he's always a big draw at FinCon. Mm -hmm. Did you get to meet him? Yeah, yeah. So FinCon is a great place because everybody is like family. Like once you get there, you just see everybody. You speak to everybody, even the the top bloggers who are sort of untouchable um, and and podcasters. They're just right there and open and, and nobody is like untouchable. Everybody's like right there. That's so cool. Well, congratulations yeah. again. I hope you keep going back and yeah. back cool. and just building your community. Let's kick off. Can you share what you mean by financial therapy? I think people know what financial means. They know what therapy means, but <laughs> you put it together. Yes. So I like to say that financial therapy is reconciling your emotions around money. And it's also helping you create the relationship you desire with money. Because we have a relationship with money. We, just did, we didn't actually create it. It just happened to us. And so financial therapy helps you gain some control or management, I like to say. So you regulate that, regulation, that relationship rather than it happening to you. I like that. That's a really powerful definition. I know we talk, you help mostly couples, but I know mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. in the family 
fights come up about money. What are some yes. of the most common money topics that spark a fight? Maybe different spending styles or saving styles? What's really common? Yes. So I will first say that even the happiest couples argue over money. So I don't want anybody to be embarrassed out there like, oh, we must be the only ones. And or if we're arguing over money, we must be about to break up. Even though money is the number one reason couples get divorced, even happy couples argue over money. So some of the things that I see couples argue over money is they have different investment styles right one couple is risky another uh, one partner is risky the other partner is conservative that can be an argument another place I see argument is when they have a plan they set the plan and then one partner is not following the plan and the other partner feels like they are and the third place that I find a lot of arguments is when couples realize they have different what I call money mentalities and basically that's your money personality so if they have different money mentalities then the way that they navigate money is different and so they're going to sometimes be judgmental of each other because they don't have the same money mentality so let me ask you we're we're usually talking right now about maybe a husband and wife or two people that are partners Mm -hmm. Do your financial therapy and your topics also apply to business partners? Yes, yes. I'm so glad you asked that because money is a conversation, right? And if we are not having the money conversation, whether it's with family members, whether it's with our spouse or our business partners, and can you imagine if two business partners have different money mentalities, how much discourse that could be in the business rather than seeing that as opposites attract maybe we can learn from each other most of the time whether it's a partnership in marriage or a partnership in business we can see that as oh you're not like me so you're wrong <laughs> that's true it's funny you say that because i'm going to be on a podcast in a couple of days it's all about money and the host is hilarious he says people are more open about talking about their sex lives than about their money yep. life Yes, it's so true. It is so true. And the statistic was like crazy. Like X amount of people will, you know, share what's going on in the bedroom, but they won't talk about money. What were you going to say? Yeah, actually, I've seen that study and I don't know the exact statistics either. But yeah, people were much more open about talking about their sex life rather than talking about their money. And what happens is there's just so much guilt and shame and, and, perspective around money like that money is what we use to keep up appearances you know we're like oh we want people to see us a certain way and if we don't have it then we feel like we don't even want to talk about it right yeah I wish I remembered the statistic because it blew my mind I was like serious there was that much of a gap that's interesting so you have a quiz on your website I didn't get a chance to take it but what can people learn by taking that quiz what's it all about so if you take the money mentality quiz what happens is you get some awareness around your money mentality or your money personality. And basically that's how you navigate money. So there are seven money mentalities and there's the spender, the saver, the blamer, the enthusiast, the hero, the artist, and the president. And the president, I named the president because the name of my company is Presidential Lifestyle. And I named the president that name because they have harmony in all the areas of the money cycle 
And I define the money cycle as earn, grow, protect, gift, and enjoy your money. Now, a president is going to be able to navigate each one of those areas with ease. The other money mentalities have strengths in one or two areas and challenges in one or two or even three of the areas. So the great thing about taking the money mentality quiz is you gain some awareness around what your money mentality is. And then I break down who does what. So a saver obviously is usually good at saving and they, they're good at cutting costs, maybe even putting money away, but not not necessarily good at earning. They may or may not be good at earning, but let me tell you what they're not good at for sure is enjoying money. So you imagine if a saver marries an enthusiast who isn't good at enjoying money. In fact, the enthusiast is going to buy the bar, right? They're going to pick up the check. The enthusiast loves to enjoy money and loves for everybody else to as well, but they don't necessarily do a good job of saving or growing their money. So if a saver and an enthusiast are married, there's going to be some fights around, why did you just pick up that check? I'm sorry. I just looked at our credit card bill and I saw a $200 charge at, you know, wherever. It's like, what the heck is that about? So, because the saver would never buy the bar, like ever, never. <laughs> oh, they're I like, no, that. in fact, they're going to negotiate on the bill. <laughs> So before you give out the website, well, why don't you give out the website? Because I'm sure someone's like, okay, really curious. I don't know and they want that. To take the yeah. So why you don't you give out that website? And then I'll ask you another question. Okay. You can take the quiz at kinecorder.com slash money dash quiz. That's K-I-N-E-C-O-R-D-E-R.com slash money dash quiz. Awesome. People go check that out because it sounds really, really interesting. So here's, I believe two things. So maybe you can like quickly analyze me on this podcast. One okay. is if I need more money, it just appears. I just believe <laughs> everything always works out for some. Mm. Is that, is that a personality type? One of the seven? It is. That actually sounds either like an enthusiast or a spender. And, and I would have to, we'd have to talk just a little bit more for me to differentiate because some of the money mentalities are similar, but they have like things that shift them the other way. So the difference between an enthusiast and a spender is that an enthusiast will open the bills. They'll look at everything, they'll pay stuff. A spender is kind of like somebody else needs to handle that. I don't even want to talk about, look at money. Just as long as I have it to spend, I'm good. So <laughs> I definitely I definitely open it up and I know my bank balances and things like that. Okay, the other thing, okay. The other thing that I truly believe in is I can always go find more money. For example, mm -hmm. I can, you know, get one more client or I mm -hmm. could, or I can make another investment. I, I trade options and I can get some income. So I, I never ah. really worry because I'm like, you just go create more. Yeah, is that a create. type? Now, actually, yeah, that sounds like a hero and hero um, the thing about the hero, the hero's often helping people though. It's like, oh yeah, I can give that away. I can help you because I can, I'm the one who can always go back and get more. Now, the great thing about having that money, um, view period is that if once you believe something, you'll see it. So you obviously created by the way that you think. One of the things that I teach in my course is that what you focus on expands. 
hands. So if you focus on the idea that there's always more money, then that's what you create in your life. If you focus there's lack, then you'll have nothing, right? So the first great part about that is that you have a clear idea of how to create money in your life. Now, the next step is what you do about it. So creating it is one thing, and then what you do once it's in your hands, like if you're giving it away to other people, if you are spending it on cars and clothes, that's a different, if you like to make sure that you're enjoying your life, that's a different money mentality. So it depends on where you put the money as to what your money mentality is. Very cool. Very cool. So when you coach, is this the type of stuff that you cover in the presidential lifestyle program? Yes. So we have two programs. Well, actually three, but the Prosperity Club is the first program where it's pretty light. Take it easy. And we just get an idea of what your idea of prosperity is. So my podcast, I ask the first question I always ask is, what's your idea of prosperity? And what I find is that it means different things to different people. So the program doesn't come in and assume what your idea of prosperity is. Some people want a million dollars. Some people are good with $50,000. As long as I can pay my bills, I'm cool, right? Other people are like, no, I want to, I want a, a, a two houses here and three houses there, you know, whatever they, and there's nothing wrong with any of it. Because I think nowadays we got into this idea that if you want more, then you're like bad and less is good. So if you're a minimalist, you're a great person. If you want more, you're an awful person. And neither one is bad or good. It just is. So the Prosperity Club is the where you are allowed to want what you want and it being okay. Because the millionaire doesn't necessarily need to look down at the, the thousandaire and say they're not applying themselves right? Maybe the thousandaire is like, this is what I want. How about that? You know? And so the prosperity club allows you to be unapologetically happy with whatever it is that you desire. And sometimes that's, awesome. that's difficult for people. That's awesome. I really like that idea. So do you cover that in your book? Tell us about your book too. So my book is called The Art of Starting Over. And originally when I wrote the book, I was, my program didn't include money. It included just your ideas. How do you, and, and the reason why I wrote the book is after the financial crash. So when the real estate market crashed and the, the stock market crashed and the bond market and every market crashed basically, right? So when all the markets crashed, I had to start my business all over just like many of my clients. Because if my clients don't have money, then I don't have money. So I shifted from being a financial advisor to being a financial therapist. But when I wrote the book, it was specifically about life and how to get your life back on track and understand that the business failed. You didn't. And I think that's a very difficult for me. I was the first person that had to learn that lesson before I could teach it to anybody else. I had to teach myself that the business failed. You didn't. You're still here. You can get up. You can get to the next step. And so I made a list. And actually, this is, I didn't even make the list. My friend came to me and they said, well, if one of your clients asked you how do they rebuild, what would you say? And so he's a nerd like me. So he has a whiteboard in his house. And so he's writing on the whiteboard as I talk. And then he's like, give me your phone. And so I gave him my phone and he took a picture of it and he's like, go write your book. And I'm like, what? I wasn't planning on writing this in a book. So, so each chapter basically outlines how you get what we call back on your feet, right? How do you reinvent yourself? Because maybe, maybe this is happening for you, not to you. Maybe that business failed because it really wasn't the business that you originally wanted to create. 
maybe there's something else in your gut that you know you're supposed to be doing. And what happens is the universe does a great job of protecting you from not doing what's, if your heart desires something, if your gut really wants it, the universe will always make sure that it's there for you. Kind of like what I said earlier. So if in your gut you're saying, this is what I want, the universe is going to take away the things that are not what you want. So you get the opportunity to start over so you can really get what you want. That's true for when your business fails. That's true if your marriage fails. That's true if your health fails. It's true no matter what. So starting over is about understanding what you really want, understanding the resources that you have that you haven't been utilizing or either underutilizing, and also understanding once you get it, how do you know you're there? And that's what a lot of people don't know. That's cool. Well, I'm not sure how you put it in your book, but I tell people when they're always asking, how do I know I'm on the right track? That's mm -hmm. a question that comes up in entrepreneurship all yep. the time. And yep. what I tell people is when people start coming to you, people are asking your advice, that's when you know you're on the right track. When people aren't doing that, maybe something needs to be tweaked. Yes, that's a great, yeah, I love that. And I'll tell you a little story that actually has happened in the last few days. Um, I, have a, I had a client who changed her job. Well, she's a coach now. And so she asked if I would be her client. And so she's going through this list of questions that she created for her new clients. And one of the questions is, how will you know when you're successful? And I answered, well, I guess people will say, well, Kane says, and Kane said, you know, that's what... <laughs> I think that's how I know that I'm successful. And so, cause it's not really about the money as much. It's like the impact. And so I was listening to a podcast and well, before that, one of my patients parent called, cause I work with teenagers too and young adults. One of my patients parent called me and she said, I just want you to know that you created a monster. She's always walking around the house talking about Kane said and Kane says and I need to talk to Kane about that. And I, was, I want to know what Kane says about that. And I laughed so hard because it was only a few days later. And I said, oh my goodness, when I'm not successful. Like I have a long way to go before I'm like, you know, Oprah or whatever. <laughs> That's amazing. Congratulations. I've had a similar experience. I'll speak and I'll see someone who is hearing me speak months later and they'll come up and say, hey, that one tip you taught me about A, B, and C, totally changed how I do things. Thank you so much. Yeah. Like, you don't even know that you're touching people's life until they come up and tell nope. you they've got their time back or whatever. Absolutely. And that's the other thing that I would say, especially to business owners, is just be transparent. Like, as the most, uh, I think authentic is a token word right now. Everybody loves this word. But truly authentic is when you're authentic with yourself. And sometimes we lie to ourselves. And so... Mm. Part of that, what you were just saying and what I was just saying is, I guess we weren't even owning our greatness. You're arrogant. If you do, you're arrogant. If you do, you are pompous, you know, right? Nobody wants to be around you if you're confident, but confidence is your best gift. If I could give the world any gift, if, if I could just give the world a gift, forget money, I would give them confidence because if I gave them confidence, they could get money. I like that. That's really insightful. Well, let me ask you the signature question everybody gets on this show, because we're all about regaining our time to do what's important to us. So, Kane, if you had one more hour in your day, 25 hours every day, how would you spend your extra hour? 
Hmm. Let's see. I think I would spend my, my extra hour doing something fun because if I knew I had an extra hour, I'd probably do some work. So with the 24th hour, so in the 25th hour, I think I would just do something fun because I am really a fun person. That's where I excel. So if I can just have that extra hour to just laugh and play, I think it makes the rest of the day worth it. That's perfect. You're almost like an enthusiast of time, if there were seven <laughs> categories of time. That's true. <laughs> so true, yes. That is perfect. So I know a lot of people are probably wondering, how can they work more closely with you if they feel that they need to be more financially powerful with their mindset and everything? Where can they connect? Absolutely. So my, I have a private Facebook group. And I engage a lot with people in the private Facebook group. And you can go to kinecorder.com slash Facebook. And it's free. And we just interact for free. Um, I also offer a free consultation from time to time. And right now is a time where I'm offering that. But I ask, and I'm so adamant about this. Do not take the free consultation if you're not serious about taking action. Like if you need motivation, I'm not the person. I'm an activational coach. So if you are ready to take action, well, let's do the free consultation. And you can go to kinecorder.com slash consultation. I love that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal your words. When I meet with people on the phone, I'm going to say, <laughs> if you're not serious about taking action, don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And every, every business owner you know, should take the attitude, not that people come in the door and they don't know how to tell you what they want. Sometimes you do have to get it out of them. But once you get it out of them, if they're not ready, don't, you don't have to force them. A lot of, you know, I come from a sales background where people fight for the sale and I'm like, I'm not fighting for the sale. If you're ready, you're ready. If you're not, you're not. But when you are ready, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I just read a book all about that. Like, that's the biggest part I was missing in my sales is I had to realize not everybody is ready to take action. The pain isn't strong enough for them to say, Oof. I'm done with this and I'm ready yep. to move forward. So I yep. like how you say, let's chat. And when you're ready, I'm here for you. That's wonderful. Yep. That's really Absolutely. cool. What else would you like to add that I didn't ask you? What else do you want to cover? You know, I think one of the questions that I was going to say earlier that people ask me is who should handle the finances in the marriage and or even in the business if you have a business partner and i would say that both people should have some touch on the finances so even if it's one person does 80 percent of it and another person does 20 percent let both people be involved in some way and maybe even, I mean, definitely that they know all the passwords and all the information. And then the key is having what I call a money day. So whether it's a couple or a business, and even if you're a solo business owner, you need to set your own money day. So put it on the calendar. And for us, in my, in my relationship, we do it the fourth Sunday of the month. We sit down and we talk about money. And we know that that's happening. So nothing comes between us and money day. So just put it on the calendar, make it a recurring event <laughs> and make it happen. Don't change it. It's just all you need is an hour or two to really just go over accounts receivable, accounts payable, what you do well, what challenges you have, what do you need to adjust? And you can do that whether it's a business or a family. 
Wow, what a great way to wrap up the show. That's really a money day. I like that. And it probably doesn't even take all day once you get no. up and running. Exactly. It's an afternoon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. Kanae, thank you so much for being on the show. Lots of new insight on money that we've never had before. So I really appreciate your perspective. Listeners, I am looking for newer business owners interested in accelerating their business in just one year. My next Turbo Ascent group is forming right now. Turbo Ascent is a combination of coaching, training, accountability, peer advisors, and a mastermind think tank. So jam-packed, all in one program. Just go to nancygaines.com slash consulting. If you love this show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It helps other people find us and change their lives. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.